complex and interesting theories as to why it works and how it works. And I think the Bohm physics metaphor is a good one. So the idea is we're receiving information all the time, radio waves. We have major interference, electrical lighting and God knows what else, that interferes with our reception of necessary information, media nonsense and so on. Here's Will Keepen, a very good physicist and an astrologer. His explanation of another Bohm metaphor about explicate and implicate order, which astrology calls the realm of the invisible and the visible. So Keepen says, in talking about Bohm, Imagine a jar filled with a thick, transparent fluid. In the center is a cylinder with a rod. We'd add a drop of black ink. Now we turn the cylinder, and the drop of ink is pulled out into the viscous fluid until it's entirely invisible. We might think that the ink is chaotically suffused, and it's gone. But if you now reverse the direction of rotation, the long, thick line of ink reappears and will completely reconstruct itself. Now, this model is that there's a hidden order in the visible. And the invisible, which physicists call implicate, order is the primary reality. The invisible order is the primary reality. And the visible or explicate, is a set of ripples on the surface of the invisible. What we see and feel as humans and touch is just the surface of a vast invisible ocean. And it's this language that astrology begins to address. So that's physics. The idea is that as leading-edge physics comes also to say that there are patterns and meaning in patterns, then the argument between physics and metaphysics is over. So the model is where we are now also is that physics and metaphysics want to get married again. And were they to do that, they would produce a child which would be reverent science for the innumerable irreverent problems we have invoked. Now, Carl Jung said, anything born at a moment of time has the characteristics of that moment. And this is the essence of any system of divination, whatever we want to look at. We might look at Oh, pig's intestines, if we were in ancient Greece, uh, we might want to look at eaching coins thrown in a pattern or yarrow stalks, anything. But the idea is that if we can look anywhere for the pattern of the moment to decide what is the potential of this moment, what's the sign, the heavens are the largest and most visible representative of an order that runs throughout creation. The heavens are not the source. Everything is mirrored to everything. And this harkens back to, say, Paracelsus, great medieval alchemist, doctor, astrologer. And what he said was the doctrine of signatures, that everything is written everywhere if we but had the eyes to see and the ears to listen. Something we've lost in the modern world, but which astrology is a remedial tool to retrain us to once again be able to converse with the universe, to see patterns in time and space, the patterns in time we call cycles, to be able to be more alert to the world around us, not only planetary patterns, but patterns everywhere, and to see the connection. Now, what Paracelsus meant by the doctrine of signatures, and what he observed, is that, for instance, a plant that looked like an ear actually healed ears. Or he would observe mother birds taking a strand of an herb and rubbing it through their baby bird's eyes. This is an herb called eyebright, and it heals eye illnesses. So again, we watch, and nature is our textbook. Or the botanist, George Washington Carver, who said that he learned everything he knew about plants from walking through the forest and talking to them and saying, what are you for, little plant? 
And he said, in many ways, by their shape, by their color, when he opened to them in this way, they would tell him. And he would say, you know, what are you for? And the plant would say, I'm a peanut and I make great sandwiches or whatever. We also know the great botanist Luther Burbank, who said that he would talk to the plants. He developed plants that were edible without their spines by talking to them and saying, you are perfectly safe here. You don't need your spine, of course. And then he would grow these spineless fruits and then he'd eat them. So I don't know if he was lying to them or not. But again, this idea of interrelationship and talking. The late great mythologist Joseph Campbell, stylish to the end, he died on Halloween, said, the good news is we're free. The bad news is we don't know what to do with it. We've tossed out all of our systems of wise oracular guidance. So all our tools for inner access have been dissed. And I have a naturally suspicious mind, and so whatever has been trivialized in modern culture.